0: Hello, hello, hi, and welcome to all our hearts and minds. Thank you again for tuning in. We're here to discuss all things that have been on our hearts and minds. The good and the bad, the concerning and uplifting, or just straight talk. We're your hosts, Kimmy, our passionate heart. Yeah. And me, Jeanette, our mind and chronic overthinker. Let's get into it.
1: Yes, please and thanks. Okay. Lots to say.
0: Lots yeah. to say, I know. What a week. But um, you doing okay? Mm-hmm. First, we always have I'm to do our okay. checkup.
1: Mm hmm. Yes. Checkup is necessary. I'm doing all right. I can't complain. It was pretty good week, you know? Mm hmm. That's good to hear. How about
0: yourself? Yeah, it was a weird week. It was a weird week. So I had that incident with my nephew had a a really bad car accident, but he's okay. Thank goodness.
1: Thank thank
0: God. I don't know how he made it, but I'm not questioning God's mercy on his life. Mm -mm. So he's happy he made it home. He's yes. just going to have to heal up his leg, but um, the most important thing is he's alive and whatever happened to him is is healable. So, you know, no yeah. permanent damage.
1: Also... Well, speaking of, my yes. aunt actually just went in for surgery. Yes! Uh, this past week, uh, she was diagnosed with lung cancer, and so they went in to try to extract all the cancerous cells. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything looks successful. Everything you know, seemed successful. They monitored her, monitored her mm-hmm. and she's home now. So that's a good sign. Yeah. It's a good sign. Um, Yeah. So it's, it's been a lot to, to emotionally deal with, but mm-hmm. overall I'm okay. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are things that we have to, yeah.
0: And that's why those are things, even though it may, might not directly, directly be our, our circumstance, it still affects our, how we feel mm-hmm. and, and how we definitely, go through the week. Yeah. So this week, I was just very like, you know, I don't know what to call it. Like, I'm glad he's okay. It sucks that it happened. But definitely just mm-hmm. crazy. Like, because it could have just thinking me about how, how it it could have went the other way, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. And it could have, yeah. but
1: it didn't. It didn't. God, yeah. Lord Jesus.
0: And uh, mm-hmm. so, and then also, I actually went for a bike ride today, which is really good. I bought a bike a couple weeks ago, but I said, you know what? It I took nice. it out for a quick spin. Uh, around the first week after I, it got I got it kind of manufactured I got it put it together already but like Nice. Um I just took it for a test ride and it was nice. Um but I was like I was trying to I wanna go but I heard we didn't. Ha- we don't have this in our headlines, but I heard Active To is like getting rid of. Well, they pretty much got rid of Active To, which is so annoying. Where they yeah, shut down some major roads and you could go bike riding or rollerblading with your family. I thought that was so cool. I was hoping that they would keep that.
1: Yeah, I was. Th- I was thinking they would, but I know that there's so many people who probably complained about it. So
0: yeah, the driving. I didn't
1: expect it to last long. I'll be honest. When oh, I heard it about it, I was like, "Okay, we'll see." <laughs> yeah that sucks, it sucks. Uh, yeah that would yeah, been nice but, to go downtown uh, hopefully it and just does come back cruise. again you know hopefully it comes back again
0: yeah because I feel like just as much noise as there was about I guess the drivers or whatever um then there's just as much noise now of the people who enjoyed it and, and and wanted to take advantage of it so we'll see kind of where that nets out but yeah anyway went for a cruise today very nice and I was hoping to do some more cruises downtown but now i don't even know how that's gonna work but whatever Could keep it local but i think i feel like in, in the suburbs like scarborough they we could do with a lot more bike paths um yes and bike trails i feel like all the good bike trails is when you go uptown and downtown and like it kind of sucks like that we don't have that available on this side of town so it's like okay if you're going to get rid of acti- active to at least create better bike lines in the sub suburbs Exactly, um, I agree. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway, I'll go into the headline. So it's good. We we're okay. We're you getting know getting true. We're getting yes, true, man. we're pulling true. Summer's here. And you know, life is life is not bad. All right. Mm-hmm. So I'll start with the Toronto police uh report that was released this week.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: the Toronto police were sanctioned. I think I don't think this is voluntarily. I don't know who um I don't recall in this article that I'm reading in the National Post where they said the study what prompted the report um on the use of excessive force based on um somebody's ethnicity or race. Mm-hmm. But the findings were not a surprise to myself. Um and essentially the Toronto Police um the Toronto Police chief the interim Toronto Police chief had to come out and make a statement and do a public apology because uh, the report pretty much came out saying that members of the Black community are 2.2 times more likely to experience an enforcement interaction with officers. And um, they also said that Black folks are also 1.6 times more likely to experience force once involved in an enforcement action. And, I mean there's no surprise that it'd be more for black people. But I do think if we were to compare to the States, like somewhere like New York or something, which is not even comparable, maybe you should even use Detroit because New York is just so big and massive. We can't compare Toronto. Yeah. I think the number would even be way more than 1.6 times. It would probably be like, I hate to say it, but like
1: at least double
0: that. Yeah. At least (laughs) double it. And also a part of the reason for that is they just have a larger black population. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I was just like it was all over the news, and I couldn't get away from it. But I'm like, we know this. So, <laughs> but what do you, what are your thoughts?
1: Well, um, it's not surprising. Um, I am glad that it is being discussed or it's out there mm-hmm. so that other people can see it because we talked about this briefly and said there are some people that need statistics behind it in order to believe it. Okay. So yeah. someone's personal experience might not necessarily resonate with them mm-hmm. unless they have statistics behind it. So for some people, they'll be this is an eye opener. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, this is an everyday life thing. Like, you know,
0: it, yeah. It, it,
1: yeah, It's unfortunate, but that is our reality here in Canada. I know that the states, it's it's vastly different, but we're not that different from each other. We still do have our own, you know, um, racist cops and we, we have our own problems. They just don't go publicized as big as like, say the States. So, um, it's sad, but this is a way for it to be shed light and hopefully do better. Yeah. And
0: there was a, there was a couple of action or community groups that had feedback because, uh, I don't know if these were the groups that prompted it or it was like a, a third party that prompted the mm-hmm. report. One thing I do know from what I've heard and read is that this was not self-initiated by the Toronto Police. Obviously, you don't want to release data. No, that makes you... not,
1: they don't want to rock the boat. They don't want to expose themselves for the fucker. Exactly. exactly.
0: So the Canadian Lib- <laughs> uh, the Canadian Civil Liberties Association and the Black Legal Action Centre noted many earlier reports and studies have highlighted systematic racism in policing. And um, one of the special advisors on the anti-Black racism for um, the CC, the Canadian uh, Liberties Association, was saying, police have continued to paint community concern around these issues as anecdotal while actively suppressing the very data that was released today. And that goes to your point, Kim, where you're saying it's like, you know, we talk about this, we know this as communities, but the data needed, they they needed to be seen for real action to be taken. So we will look to see where this takes us. And they also said there's more, there's more detailed findings to be found. I think there's going to probably be some more information, probably related to the Aboriginal community. I'm sure they're another group that has been systematically targeted by the police. So I wouldn't be surprised by that as well, but more data to come and we'll share that as that goes through. Um, Okay. Mm -hmm. So Mm
1: -hmm.
0: something that a lot of my friends have been, talking about lately since the slow return back to work in the office or these hybrid models is the TTC like I mean I stopped taking the TTC a few years ago so I just take the above ground I take the expense of (laughs) transit I pay double but it's worth it um because of what everybody's saying and I think obviously we know mental health during the pandemic mental health issues skyrocketed and i feel like this Definitely. is like a, a a fragment of this or a remnant of that where yeah. we're seeing a lot of mentally ill people on the bus and there's so many incidences and just like just there is always incidents of the tcc like if you take ttc every day you're gonna see some shit once a week once or twice a week you're gonna see some mm-hmm. random and yep. have an incident it's just the <laughs> nature yes Plan right? for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, basically, there was a, an art yesterday, uh, a couple days ago actually, it was yesterday it was in the day, but it was later on a woman was randomly um lit on fire at uh, <laughs> can you
1: imagine at the Kipling
0: the- uh, <laughs> oh at the Kipling God. uh station and I was like, Crazy. random, are we sure it's random?" but I read an right? article the article says that there was some of altercation between the two before that The fire, I guess the fire happened, Um, but they said it's unknown what motivated the attack. But there was an interaction between the man and woman before it happened. So the woman is in her 20s and a 30, a 35 year old man has been arrested. But I'm like, what has the world come to?
1: We're letting people on fire in in, in the inside of a a, I think it was, was it a streetcar or was it a bus? Uh, they say a,
0: a lid on fire on a, on a Toronto bus. It was on a bus. So
1: you're on a bus. It was, I thought it was a station. was actually on a bus.
0: You're this on a bus, crazy. bro. You're
1: on a bus. Wow. So that means this is moving fire. <laughs> like, and the reason why I, I wanted to know the difference between the two is here in Canada, we have something called streetcars. And mm. our streetcars... there's lots of ways to get out of the Mm streetcar, like lots of ways. Right. But with buses, it's like, there's really two exits and that's it. That's all. That's it. That's all. So now we have fire involved in the equation. Could you imagine driving that bus at that time? Oh, my mother. What what is is going on? what is going on? Like, I just went to work to drive the damn busby and but now it, everything must have happened so
0: fast because they said the man poured a liquid, whatever his the igniting loop, lu- poured a liquid substance on the woman and ignited I her it.
1: on fire. Ooh,
0: you, what, are you walking around with that substance? Like he's like, he planned yes. to like somebody on fire.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he's walking around with lighter fluid. Hmm. Like this is Okay. So initially, uh, when I heard of this story, I was like, I need to know more. Mm-hmm. I need to know no- more particulars. And right now, I guess there's still, you know, investigations going on and yes. stuff like that. So they're not really, they're like tight-lipped about it, right? Yes. And so yes. I understand that. I'll get that. But me need to know more. Because yeah, usually when stuff all, happens
0: on the TTC, they're very in the
1: big COVID. Why are you so close to me? Where you're lighting, putting layered light food on me? I, yeah, I, I want to know, know what the
0: interaction know. was. Where, yeah, like the minute I like the minute I see your hand drawing up to pour anything, I'm, I think there's water. I'm like backing up. Um, and honestly, I don't even engage when I when somebody is like trying to like being provocative or they're trying to get some type of response from me, either I get up and move, which I, even that I try not to do because that could even get them going even more. Or I just, I have my headphones and it's like, I'm not even hearing or seeing, seeing you. And I just, that's all you could do because unless a person is, like you said, push up on you close to you or touching you, it's best not to engage because that's what they want.
1: Right? that's what they want they do want unless
0: you're in danger obviously get up and try and move but
1: but wow. being in this bus like oh my goodness yeah Could you're trapped you in the bus that's the difficult part the being on the bus not the person who was lit on fire that's a whole different tra- yeah. traumatic experience oh you mean if that's a witness but being uh just a bystander just i'm trying you know what i mean because on the ttc there's families that yeah. ride the ttc there's Older people that ride the TTC, you know what I'm saying? There's a whole, there's a whole section on the TTC that's a designated to older people. You know what I mean? So to just be a bystander and to be like, what am I seeing here? Did he just let her on fire? Like I I couldn't even imagine, but like you, I I stopped taking the bus, the train many, many years ago, many years ago. And, um, you know, a few years ago, before the pandemic, uh, I had an opportunity of working downtown. And let me tell you, that experience, <laughs> it can only happen if I'm on the go train. I'm sorry. I have to be bougie with this. I can't. Mentally, I know that I, I get uncomfortable with people in small spaces and being too close to me. So I feel very comfortable. So that can't work for me. But on the go and on the uh, go train and stuff like that, yeah, it can get cramped. It can, but I I feel but people like people are a more civilized level, in general. Yes, in general, different level of people that yes. are riding the go. You're just you trying to go I mean? go
0: to work and go home, and not and not do any extra. There's a
1: different type of people, like I, I mean, mental health is mental health, mm-hmm. right? it could it doesn't matter who it is or what level of class they are, but I just noticed that people who are willing to put more money out to get their transit wherever they're going you don't see a you just won't come encounter with a lot of crazy people you just won't um I don't know if that's you know economic reasons I don't know what it is, but if I have to, I take the go I'm not about these buses I'm not Uh, You know, I've lived up here in York region and I've never taken their bus. You know, I've been up here for almost 20 years and Mm -hmm. I've never taken their bus. Now, am I bougie people? No, I'm not bougie. Mm -hmm. Okay. So don't come for me. I'm not bougie, but (laughs) I know myself. (laughs) Well, in this respect, I'm glad I'm bougie because I'm not being let on fire in no bus. Because that mental health or not. I have a right to defend myself at this point. So, <laughs> yeah, they're
0: letting, letting people on fire. So, right. But, um, like, the young lady not. is, uh, in the hospital recovering from second and third degree burns, which is a worse third degree burns is a worse kind of burn. Um, yeah, but hoping that, uh, she heals up and, and she's she can uh, deal with that trauma. That's man. very traumatizing. So, yeah, prayers up for that young lady. Yeah. Uh, moving yep. on, just a quick thing. Jennifer Hudson um, is now an EGOT, meaning she has now won an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and now a Tony Award. Wow. Um. So this, the Tony Award was for a play that she was actually not in this one. She actually is a producer, but an EGOT, a Tony isn't a Tony, so she got it, and she's the youngest ever EGOT winner. Um I believe she's just yeah she's forty years old now this year so which I actually thought she was older but
1: Simon uh, yeah. Cowell, eat her dos whoa yeah from when that she was, did
0: gold from when she did dream girls she already like yeah but you know, now
1: look at her like th- like to achieve that he does not know talent when he saw it
0: mm, this mm. is
1: this is not an easy but to be honest uh, but yes. to be
0: honest the season that she was on was tough. And sometimes, like, if you think about it, look at, I think the winner of her one was Fantasia. And even if you think of all the winners of, uh, what's the name of that show? What is the name of it now? American Idol.
1: Yes, American Idol. If you think about Mm -hmm. all the
0: winners of that, like, all of them kind of, yes, he did. Like, Kelly Clarkson, I would say, just by terms of top 40, is the one who probably, she was the first one, and she, and I think she was the most successful, but even her, like she's hosting a daytime television show now. So Right. You know, so I feel like
1: her winning but That's what actually, I'm saying. Like mm. he missed the boat a hundred percent. But you know good what For
0: her that she missed that boat.
1: You no, know, well it is mm. because it could have taken her out a different trajectory. Exactly. But um what I will say is um a different nuance to this is it's like even I I bring up Simon. Because he told her, no, you can't, you're not good enough. Yes. And I always say like the best revenge is success. I don't think and he never, she, did he say that? He Well, I, I believe at one point he said that, no, she wouldn't, she wouldn't amount to much in her career. Ooh. I, I believe that. I, I remember that time when she got let go and yeah. he was kind of nasty to her. Okay. I, I well, I mean, he's a nasty person in well, general. I, I, I don't rem- I just don't remember. I don't. Rem- I don't I remember, really remember him being very like. Oh well, you know, it's he. He his attitude is kind of like you're good to a level, like you're good mm-hmm. to a point, mm-hmm. you know. But um, he didn't believe in her, and even which way, even either which way, the point I was making was that when somebody tells you you can't use that, use that as fuel to do what they think you can never do and get her done. And she got her done. She's 40 years old and she's an EGOT. Wow. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people who have never, ever, and will never, ever. Oh, no, they will never, ever. They could could never, ever.
0: Um, So the play that she won uh, the Tony for as a producer is called Strange Loop. And it's funny because the producer of it, his name is Michael... Michael R. Jackson. He had to add that R. Otherwise, his name is just Michael Jackson. So,
1: right? Gotta um, that's that a name. Her.
0: Um, So, kudos to her. Always rooting for Miss Jennifer Hudson. Um, next is... Cancel culture has come for
1: Lizzo. And the reason they're coming, they when are they not? Like that's the question. When are they not? When are they not (laughs) coming for somebody? That's the whole
0: nature. (laughs) That's the whole nature of cancel culture, right? Uh, But I think it was weird because I'm like, how come I keep on seeing Lizzo and cancel? Like her name was bubbling up, and I didn't know why. Because I mean, I know she. I was like, is it because she has an album coming out soon, and she has some singles out? So I was just wondering. And plus, she just recently started a new. Clothing line called Yitty, so I was wondering if that was it. But then eventually, I think I saw this statement from Cardi B, where she's like, Cardi B is pretty much saying, "Is I want to change shit, I want to apologize for shit." But you never know when stuff comes to you. So anyway, when I looked it up, um, pretty much some people from the disability this disabled uh, community, I guess, was saying that coming after her lyrics in her new song called "Girl Girls Girls with a r's and, and in that song she says do you see this shit i'm a spaz that particular i'm a spaz spaz is the uh word in question and so she released a statement saying on twitter saying it's been brought to my attention that there is a harmful word in my song girls let me make one thing clear i never want to promote derogatory language as a fat black woman in america i've had Many hurtful words used against me, so I understand the power words can have. Whether intentionally or in my case, unintentionally. I am proud to say there's a new version of Girls with a lyric change. This is a result of me listening and taking action. As an influential artist, I decided to, uh, uh, to I'm dedicated to being part of a challenge. to Part of the challenge change. What the fuck? I'm dedicated to being part of the challenge change I've been waiting to see in the world. So I get it. She She's she's somewhat of an advocate for one community, so she's trying to be sensitive to another community that is hurt. I do understand that. But, but you know,
1: I'll be honest with you, Jeanette. Like, yeah. I feel like we've reached a point in our society where you can't say not a damn thing. You can't you, say a damn thing. You, not a damn thing. You better hush up your damn mouth because... You say spaz, like I honestly, it sucks. And I really kind of, I'm with Cardi. I kind of
0: wish she didn't. I rather, I under, I rather her no, apologize. No, she set a
1: new precedent. She set yes. a new Don't, Yeah, no.
0: I'd rather her, I could, I, I could rather her, okay, fine, apologize. That's what you do when you hurt a community of your fans. Yes, you must apologize. But to go in and change the whole song, because I list, I actually went to listen to the song earlier. I'm like, wait a minute! I listened to a whole song. I didn't hear, and then I went back to this quote. And I'm like, oh shoot, she already changed the lyrics, so I didn't I didn't hear the word. Um, I don't know. I think it's just lip service. I don't know. I don't know. Like everybody, you know what, like the
1: thing is though, is that they still use the word nigger in every other song. So right. I find it. I find like you know, miss me with the bullshit type thing. You yeah, know? yeah. It's kind of here's like- my thing. It's like, you know, when we can abolish the word nigger in every single song that's out there, and I know people are going to come from my head and say, well, black people say it too. Mm-hmm. Yes, but this word was not, we didn't make this word up for, to for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We, we didn't start calling each other this. Okay. So let's just put that out there. Second, you know, um, she set a bad, pre- set a bad precedent here because, now other people are going to be more critical of other artists and expect them to do the same thing. Now, I can appreciate that she apologized to her fans that are of that community. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's actually really noble. Mm -hmm. However, you going over and beyond to change the lyrics of a song is now telling them that if if there's somebody else that says a lyric I don't like... Then I'm gonna I, I'm gonna expect them to change the lyrics of their song, and there's a fine line now that could be crossed very easily with, like, where's the creativity? Where, where's the imagination? Where's the yeah? Maybe, that's, the that's where I like, get you're, it you're it taking that kind of away, and you're dulling it out to what you prefer, and maybe some other people don't really care to hear that word, just like how they have nigger in every other song. So it's like. You know, I I, I, I don't know. I, I'm sorry. I'm a little jaded in that area because it's like you want all of us Black people to adhere to how you're feeling. But we don't get that in return. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like kind of difficult. But kudos to yeah. you, Lizzo. Kudos to you. Yeah. But I'm not going to let nobody run my artistry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I said no. what I said. I agree. Sorry if I think you felt offended, you know.
0: All right. So DJ Academics, the internet's one of the internet's biggest trolls, professional trolls. He makes money being a bloody troll, as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah. he He got... starts a beef one day.
1: Jeez,
0: man. He's always yeah, this guy's always in something. And he he, re- he relishes in it. I think he makes a lot of money from it. Um, but anyway, I'm going to play a quote that's been going around that was recently brought up and his name got kind of dragged again for it. I'm just pulling it up here. I'll play it.
1: Think about it in the bigger scheme of things. There's not much difference between
0: a 20 or a 17 or a 21 and a 17. Just kind of mean one's a minor and one's not a minor. But I will say, listen, I adopted this rule, which I think was fine. I said, listen, man, as long as the chick got a college ID... She's getting f***ed. I don't care if she's 17. I
1: don't care if she's 17 and a half. I don't care if she just turned 17. She's gonna get this dick.
0: Okay, so that is what's been okay, going on. Okay, pervert. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> pervert, right? Um, so that was the <laughs> clip that got released. He's actually in a, of course he's in a beef with another podcast or crew or something, and he's thinking that those are the people that, that found that old clip and released it. The clip is 8 years old. So academics right now is I think 30 31 but if he was probably in his early early 20s when he he made that statement he has since responded um and said on Twitch which is you know that streaming service which he probably makes most of, a lot of his money from and he says <clears throat> what I was trying to say is that either you're 21 or 20 right and someone's like 17 this is only the this is only the college dynamic. Because they put four years of kids together, they just like they do in high school. I said, usually there's not much of a difference. Like when you're in college, you don't really see the difference, and I still believe that. Um <clears throat> and then he's went, went on to say, as long as they go to your school, bro, you don't ask. It's not that every it's not that you want anybody underage, you just assume. So that's what I'm saying. If it ends up being that, it's just, yeah, that's not what you wanted to do type of shit. But it's like, I don't look at it as somebody deliberately looking for kids. So in his half weird way of saying, um, I kind of get, I get what he's trying to say, but it's interesting though, because I kind of, it kind of renegs because the point when he was, when he was making this statement, he was talking about. He was actually discussing the age gap between Tyga and Kylie Jenner at the time, which I'm like, right. that's even worse. Cause that's, that's even good. worse. Like with you with this example, of the 17, if you're in college and like, you know, your colleges could be depending, there's a few months where you might be 17 before you turn 18. Right. This based on where your birthday is. Yeah. Okay. So I get, so I'm like, okay, I can give him that. I really could give him that. But, what the fact that now you go back and the, the the clip is actually finding out that the clip is actually about him talking about the age gap between Tiger, Tyga and J- Kylie Jenner. That's disgusting because that was always gross. That was always like, what?
1: I thought it was gross from the get go. He because Tyga thought- was like
0: not call He was like maybe twenty three, twenty four when he was dating a sixteen year old Kylie Jenner, which was and like,
1: and he must have he must have been grooming that situation like that didn't yeah just- exactly pop off. You know what I mean? Like he was around them. He's, you know what I mean? He was seeing her, looking at her and you know, whatever way. But here's what I think about academics. First of all, I can't stand him. Nobody can. I can't stand him. I can't stand him because he talks a lot of crap. Mm -hmm. Yes. He cut, he he's knowledgeable. He's, you know, at times can be articulate with his points But for me, I think that he is just full of crap. Now, Mm -hmm. the fact that you were talking about Kylie Jenner, she was a child, point blank period. Now, if you're talking about in a college atmosphere, right, where the difference between like a freshman and a sophomore is that year, then okay, I get what you're saying, you know? Uh, Even someone who is 21 and someone who's 17, that four-year difference while, while in the um. Well, in the concept of a, of a school is a lot different, but this was a grown man that had a child Mm -hmm. talking to a young girl, a very young girl. Now I, we all know that Kylie was out here getting all sorts of plastic surgeries at 16. Yeah, She was too grown. She was too, she was too ready. So yes, It we, we look at that a different I have to look at it a different way and he's trying to justify that type of behavior. And I'm sorry, I just can't I can't rock with that. But then again, I can't rock with most of what he says half the time. But anywho, mm-hmm. nonetheless, um, in the concept of if you're both going to college, yeah, okay, I see the difference. I see there is a difference. You're both within that realm, you're both within that, you know, you're about to be 18. You know, mm-hmm. um, however, you got to be careful, men. Don't listen to people like academics because you, your ass could get locked up. OK, so even for that 17, you could get locked up. So be careful. Don't listen to people like him because yeah,
0: he's a he's a clown. He's just a professional troll. And um, but if you I think me. people he's having some, another beef to the many hundreds of beefs that he's already had. He's had beefs with Nicki Minaj. He's had beefs with Vic Mensa, Wale. So many people. Like Freddie Gibbs is another big one because Freddie Gibbs called him a Teletubby. Like that was classic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the guy just talks shit. Anyway, yeah. moving on. That's headlines. So we're gonna get, jump into music news before we get into our first segment. So
1: the Queen is coming. Yes, Beyonce Thank is you.
0: coming speculation started early in the week when she took down all her social media posts, including her profile pictures, and everybody was like, wait a minute, something's happening. Something's happening. We thought there was going to be a drop, a, a surprise drop. I mean, she started a surprise drop, but I feel like everybody d- does it now, so it's kind of like, it's not special. But, um, so then later in the week, Columbia Records announced the album name called Renaissance, Act yes, 1. Yes, I can't
1: wait to listen. Mm-hmm.
0: And it will be released July 29th, so we got a full another month and a half before we get to see it or hear it. I guess it'll yeah. be her seventh studio album, and because it Can says you Act imagine? One, wow! Yeah, it's her seventh, and because it says Act One, I think it's going to be clearly it's going to be some kind of multi-parted, multi-part musical experience. Right. Because you know, one thing Bey- Beyonce is going to do is give us a musical. A visual experience. experience that must be talked about,
1: right? And I'm hearing that this album Renaissance is going to have a lot of country, western type or country music. What well, we don't know—it's all say. speculation. It's it's all well, speculation. This speculation. Um, but you know what? I could see Beyonce. She's that versatile. Like you can kind of put Beyonce in different. Uh, yeah. genres and mm-hmm. she'll do well, yeah. You know what I mean? So, because she knows her niche, she's she very knows musical. Her niche, she knows, she, yeah, she, yeah, exactly. So, I can't wait. July 29th, here it comes because yes, I can't yeah. wait to hear that. I've been waiting for something from Beyonce for a minute, so you know, exactly. I know We've been
0: waiting. Um, she said she, she wrote thing, this so. during the pandemic when she couldn't tour. And knowing her, when she releases an album, that means a tour will come shortly after. So I think mm-hmm. I'm gonna really try. I'm not a concert person, but I feel like if there's somebody worth seeing in live, it's most definitely Miss Beyonce. Yes. So looking forward to that next. Hmm. Drizzy. Drake. <laughs> Drizzy.
1: October's
0: very own OVO. He dropped his new album. Um. Honestly, never mind. I think it's also his seventh album. Um. I had one listen today, uh, to, you know, today's Saturday and when I was writing, I was trying to listen, but I think I need to listen to it in my car. Um, It seems to have, right? it's like, well, my first impression is that uh, it's pretty, it's very, like, it's pretty much house, kind of like, it has a lot of house flavor, which he's dabbled, yeah. dabbled in, if you remember, Um, yep. the album that he did, Passion, Fruit, and Blem, I can't remember that name, yep. the name of that album right now on the top of my head, but it's pretty much that flavor for most of it, except then there's a last track with 21 Savage, which is something more that I would expect from Drake, where they have a beat and then they switch it up in the middle, which I I actually love when he does that. Um So yeah, the 21 too. Savage track is called Jimmy Crook, Jimmy Cooks. So that one stands okay. out and then Falling Back is the next one. And then another one is called Sticky. But it's very house flavor, and I think it's something that I'd like. Like, if you're having a drive, you have to have a long drive somewhere. It'd be nice to just cruise with. But I don't. I didn't hear any one. You know, Drake is notorious for the one-liners. I, again, I only had one listen. So maybe I'm going to listen to it again this week, and if it really grows on me, I'll bring it up. If it doesn't grow on me, I won't bring it up again. <laughs>
1: right. I have to take a listen to his album, too. Yeah. Um yeah I think but there is one thing
0: he has a I think I didn't see the video but he has a a video I don't even know for what song it is but I saw the pictures on his Instagram where it's pretty much it looks like the concept of the videos that he's getting married to 23 women
1: yeah yeah yeah, I saw it he saw that I didn't watch it yeah third third trimester Tristan was all up in that yeah oh
0: god (laughs) um yeah that was well you know Drake is a troll, so you know he he always has jokes. So there you go, that yes, was a joke.
1: And there was a lot of jokes in that. I saw the video and I was, I was like, okay, I get the concept. It, you know, I get it. Okay, it's cute and all, but given the wrong idea here in these streets. Okay, Drake you can't be marrying <laughs> twenty three women, so it, it would be great, but it can't work. So yeah, all right. but I don't know. We'll go into our Woman first segment,
0: on. which is, um, Wagwan for real.
1: <laughs> Wa for real.
0: And in this segment, we look at stories that just don't add up and don't make much sense. We see or hear them and we have to ask the hard question. What a guan for real. And this week, and this week we're talking about the fact that there's a story that was released. Again, Miss Monique. And Ugh. the headline or the story is more about the fact that um Netflix settles with Monique over her discrimination lawsuit. So Monique, they have reportedly settled their lawsuit that accused the streaming service of racial and sexual discrimination for allegedly making her a lowball offer for a proposed comedy special. Most of us who've been following Monique's career know about this. It it, it, it started a whole internet frenzy and debate. You couldn't get away from the story. She actually... It's funny because I thought it was sooner, but maybe the story came out sooner and she filed later. But she filed the lawsuit against them in 2019. But I'm pretty sure the the actual lowball offer and the kerfuffle was like a year or two before that. But maybe that's just when she filed the actual yeah. suit. Yeah, yes, so it was twenty seventeen actually that the actual offer came and she's she she was asking she's asking the culture to uh boycott Netflix and everybody was like, but
1: why? <laughs> and so Right, I'm yeah. There's people, a uh, black people who are working for Netflix. So you want mm-hmm. us to cancel all the black people that could be working for Netflix for you? You're too mm-hmm. feisty. Go sit down. She's too rude. I thought it was rude back then, and I still think it's rude now.
0: And especially Don't now, where me. I see now that I see this is like an antic, an antics from her, like a tactic from her. Yeah. Um to get like again gaslighting women or black people onto her side, even though where we don't necessarily know the details about it, but the details of the actual settlement were not disclosed, of course not, but my point of view, my speculation on this, of course not, my speculation is two things she we heard from our one of our episodes we talked about that her Lee Daniels apologized to her, and he's now and she's now casted in a new movie that's come that he's doing with netflix so she's gonna be a part of the netflix family through this movie deal right second i think she's gonna get that offer i also think potentially that she got an offer for a special so but i feel like that's more speculation i think potentially that could have happened because with the details being hidden that's why i feel like her lee daniels would have brought her in and for this movie for netflix right so, who knows maybe this is mm-hmm. a part of but she already would have agreed, and those are that deal signed, so what I feel is that whether she pitched to Netflix or however it came about, there is probably a special right. um in the works, and probably. a part of that agreement- and a part of that agreement, whatever they offered her, was for her to drop this case. That's what I think happened
1: yeah, and back down and relax herself um, <laughs> but you know my perspective on this whole thing is are you for real? Like Monique, you went on a tirade for almost a decade. Okay. To turn around and to actually do business with them. So I understand initially it started over money, mm-hmm. but you turned it into a whole political thing, mm. like a real huge thing amongst the black culture. and. For what to turn around and say, okay, I'll take a deal with you. So if it was all about the money from the get go, why did you try to turn it into something other than that?
0: Well, a lot of people call her bullshit.
1: I think this is so bullshit. And, and, and furthermore, they're willing to do business with you after you're out in these streets. Nobody likes you right now. Mm. Like nobody likes you right now. I'm surprised that they want to do anything with you. I really am because you've left such a salty taste in people's mouth. People are still trying to get, you know, a look of freshness from something because <clears throat> this right here, like, it's ridiculous. Like, I can't believe she accepted the deal. I'm like, so you were willing to sell your soul to the devil. They, he, he just had to pay you more. Is that, is that because you tried to perceive Netflix as next to the white devil coming out and against the black people and the, yeah, but you turned around and they raised the price for your soul and you, and you, you handed it over. (laughs) It's like, are you for real? Like you put your career in jeopardy to turn around and still do business with them. This one this woman went a whole hobo tour for 10 blasted years. Mm-hmm. Are you turning around to actually do business with them? Like you're a joker. Get out of here. Not only are you classless, but you're a joker. <laughs> I'm gonna well, add that to your, your resume. <laughs> well, technically <laughs> okay. as a comedian. <laughs> no, okay, let me I'll rephrase that. You was a clown. You was a clown, okay. <laughs> that's what you are a clown you're not yeah comedian (laughs) choke jokes yes even within comedy especially like over the years there was always an element of political uh notation to their comedy you know like if you think of richard Pryor, like richard Pryor Mm -hmm. at the time when he was making leaps and bounds, you could still see that there was some sort of lawyer, some sort of political aspect to his comedy. Mm-hmm. Now here you are, and now you're willing to sell your soul to the highest bidder. Like get out of here, you're a clown. I can't even look at you. Like I don't <laughs> like clowns. They <It> scary. me. <laughs> oh man, I don't like clowns. Uh, but yeah, you use a. <laughs> so like, like so. My question: Why for me? why mm-hmm. she's in this segment right yes so, off is what one for real, Monique. For real. You went through all of this to turn yeah, her and like I mean
0: I'm just speculating. I'm just speculating, but I feel like
1: I, her, I agree with her your speculations.
0: This, the, the only way is I think it's not even the Lee Daniels thing. I think it's more that she must be getting a special. That's the only way I could see her like but dropping why, the case.
1: But you see the part that gets, throws me off though, is that why would you go and create drama with DL Hughley? Like well,
0: that's a different case.
1: I understand that, but it's still her name. Like she's always said throughout, you know, her hobo tour is mm-hmm. that protect black women and equal rights and equal pay and all of this jazz. And so, You took your comedy, and it went in a very political direction. And now, all of a sudden, you're willing to sell your soul so easy. So, Wagwan, for real, I believe in your speculations 100%. She has something in the works. But what Mm -hmm. throws me off is if you have something in the works, bro, hush up your mouth. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, now it's time for hush up your mouth. You finally got what you were trying to get all this time shush why are you i wonder and risk- i also wonder
0: with in terms of the guaguan for real i also wonder maybe she's kicking up a storm on purpose you want to drum up some attention but this know. is not
1: the right attention though
0: i know but the, you know as somebody in an entertainment, any attention any attention is attention
1: yeah but when you've been talk- trying to look for this attention for 10 years bro you look desperate me like i <laughs> i don't even want to see what you're in like I don't mm. want to go because of now what you did over Yesso. You mm. know what I mean? Like you touched a whole community of people in a very wrong way. So mm. ugh, kudos to you. I hope that movie's good, but I'll tell you right now, Monique, I ain't going to see nada. Okay, I don't want to see nothing. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm I'm salty with you, and I'm not supporting none of your nonsense. Especially now you turn around and take the Netflix deal. Really? <laughs> Come out the area. <laughs> I just can't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so yeah, that's it. That's uh, what we wanted to yes, talk but, about there.
1: Right, and so now we will move into the call-out. So forget Monique and her stupidness. I can't. What? Listen. <laughs> In the caller, this is where we actually take turns asking each other different questions, whatever comes to mind. I'm going to go first. And so I have to set up my question. So I don't know. I've been looking at these videos on YouTube of people who have found like treasures in their home. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, this one specific example started to make me think of this question. So this guy and his, you know, his young wife, they buy a house, they want to renovate it. And when they start renovating it, they had to tear and it's an older house, like, you know, an older house. And so, you know, at least a 50 year old, 60 year old house. So they get started now and they start taking out walls and behind a wall was like this canister. And in the canister had about $56,000 in the canister in the wall. Mm -hmm. So right now in this particular situation, they went back to the previous owners that they bought, they, they bought the house from Mm -hmm. and they told them about the money Mm -hmm. and they gave it to them. Okay. (laughs) So my question to you is in that situation. Would you have given back the money? Hell no. I ain't giving back that <laughs> a damn shit. <laughs> Hell no, fucking no.
0: <laughs> Thank you. And I say, well, okay, here's here's where I, okay, you tell me. I don't know if they explained themselves or whatever, but here's where I think, um, like, the only worry I'd have is like, okay, what if it's some drug money or it's some mob money, and the people were always planning to come and get it or Whatever, depending how long I was living there. But, like, say, if I've been living there for five years and then I decided to renovate and I found the money, definitely I'm keeping the money. If I've been living there for less than a year and I stumble upon it, maybe I would think about it only because I don't want anybody coming here looking for the money and not finding it. And I get and I'm in danger. But that's only maybe right. I'm still there's a high likelihood that I'll still keep the money. Like, because the thing is, you don't know. It's like you gave it back to those people, but those people could have just been like you, where you lived in the house. Thank you. What if they
1: didn't know it was in the house? They didn't even know it was
0: there, but they're like, they're not going to say no to the money. Because if it was their money, they would have taken it when they left.
1: Uh, Jeanette, so So... in the video, okay, in the video, you see that, okay, so they were renovating, I guess, like it looked like their living room, what would Mm -hmm. be their living room. Mm -hmm. And so they started taking out drywall. So it the canister was behind the drywall. Yeah, makes sense. It was So somebody there. purposely yes. put it there, right? Yes. So now, initially, I thought, if I just bought this house, this a new couple, young couple, they're trying to renovate the house. So was it fairly, here. so did they do find it fairly recent to, to when they moved in? Yes, okay. yes. Okay. So they hadn't actually fully moved in yet. They were just okay. there renovating the house, and then they were going to move their stuff in. Okay. So, okay, so that's the brief backstory. I don't know a lot of the backstory, but it was a brief backstory. So I, I was like, okay, so they find this canister that's behind the drywall. Now, okay. the people who I bought the house from, if they left that canister there, you're telling me they're going to leave it there? No, they
0: didn't. See, they, gave, they just gave away that, their free treasure. That, that, that family that was in the house before I had no idea.
1: They like, had no like idea I said, if,
0: if that was their money, they wouldn't have left it there. So, what it was, maybe from somebody if else, you
1: made it a point to put it behind drywall. That's a deliberate move, like, yes, X marks the spot. Like, well, I that's deliberately... kind of why I would
0: be scared. Like, I kind of get it too. Like, it's 50, you said what is it was like, like a fifty thousand dollars, 56,000 $56, or something like that. Okay, so. Something, like, that's shady, though, because the fact that it's hidden behind the wall and all these things, so that, again, I would be scared, but I would maybe hold on to it for a while. Like, But I when would... I,
1: so when I'm looking, sorry to interject, I wanted yeah. to add a small detail that I thought was interesting. So, okay, the canister itself was old. Mm-hmm. Like, old. Mm-hmm. Like, you can tell, it's like a metal that, it was starting to rust and all yeah. of that. So, this is a canister that was around for a while. So, did the people who before even know that it was there, and did they even put it there? It could. This is a, a really old house. I don't yeah, remember I don't how think old it they said a, it was. I don't
0: think it was the owners that got the money. I honestly think you're right. Like, I don't
1: think so either. So, in, so, to answer my own question is, I'm not giving back not a damn thing. Let me tell you something. Once I own the house, everything that's in it, behind it, above it, around it, is mine. Period. Mm-hmm. Point blank. So yes, I, I thought like you did, like, you never know whose money that is. They might come back to get it, but I, I know you don't get, you didn't get a chance to see the video, but when I saw it, the canister itself, how old it was, I was like, no, the people before you probably didn't even know it was there. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, maybe the people that was before them didn't even know it was yeah. there. You know, cause it looked like it was the original structure, you know what I mean? Of the house. But long story short, I'm not giving back a damn thing. That's coming. Anything that's around, in, beside, above is mine. So, hey, I would have been like, yes, honey, we found $56,000. <laughs> yes, <laughs> let's put that jacuzzi. <laughs> you know? But uh, yeah, that was my question. Because when I was like, I was like, why would you do that though?
0: Yeah, that's kind of stupid, but I kind of also get it too. If you're superstitious, you're just like, I don't know where this money comes from. I don't fucking, I don't want it. Like I but, also And get also,
1: that- another thought would be, whoever put that money back there, maybe if you give it to them, they'll give you a reward.
0: Because There's if they that- could
1: put that type of money behind a wall... I think it's also, like, the superstitious part of me
0: would also be like, do I want to be... I don't know where this what this money is associated with. Do I want it? connect myself to something I don't know. So that's just if you're like super superstitious. But generally, I would hold on to it for a while, make sure the coast is clear. And uh, just, I don't know, It's definitely not giving it to the owners who just moved out of the house because that's not their money.
1: (laughs) Thank you, point blank. Point blank. Okay, Mm -hmm. so
0: my call-out question is this. What is the kindest thing someone has ever done for you? oh boy and i'll i'll start first as you go through memory yes. <laughs> yes um so when i was when i was in high school i worked at um i don't mind saying i worked at pizza nova in the call center mm-hmm. and that was my high school job that was my first real job and yeah. uh there the, the cult it was an interesting culture it was like so much scarborough people it was like around uh somewhere around town center that's where the office was and like there was a lot of local kids in our high schools that were working there so it was almost like it was very high schoolish, very high school lots of high school drama but the people who were like our our super our our supervisors were like you know older middle-aged people or women right and so when I in you know when I was uh eight to the year that I turned 18 my sister died I was very Mm -hmm. close with and so I was away from work for a while. And then when I came back, um, one of the supervisors, and she, I have to caveat this, like this lady was cringing and and miserable and feisty and I was always like oh my oh, gosh, gosh what is she gonna say right like right she was funny I like she was funny but she was funny in that mean sarcastic way so yeah. you never like even though she could she would bust out a joke and I'd laugh I'd still kept my distance because you never know right and I could tell sometimes that she's annoyed like you're working with a bunch of high school students who make up all these excuses not to come to work come to work and want right. to leave early and all this right mm-hmm and then she must have went um on vacation. I think it was to Mexico. She came back and she gave me this nice bracelet. It's a brace it's a gold bracelet. Maybe it's probably gold plated in all honesty.
1: Aww. And it had
0: like these doves, these like it's like had a print of like doves all around it.
1: Oh, that's so sweet. And so she,
0: she bought that for me. And I think honestly, I think she felt really bad about my situation and, and everything yeah. for whatever. That was her sympathy. And I was like, yeah. and it was not only was it kind for her to think of me on her vacation that she goes to enjoy with her friends or family or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, but like at the end of the day, yes, you, you want to show sympathy for your coworker, but maybe it's usually just a card or something. Right. But for yeah. her to think of me yeah. on her vacation and by like, to this day, I still have it. It's not in the best condition, but I still have it because that was very kind of her. And that showed me that even though sometimes people have a hard exterior, that showed me that she was a, you know, yes. as much as she had a hard shell, she had a very kind yes. heart for her to, to do that. And so that was yes. one, one of the most kindest things somebody did to me that I still remember to this day.
1: Oh, that's, that is sweet. That is very mm-hmm. sweet. Um, To answer the question. um. I've had a lot of nice things happen to me over my life. And I Mm -hmm. think it's because my mom, she's always praying for me and she's always doing well, the good things, sowing good seeds for her family and for her children. But um, I would say something that just comes to pops in my mind is my fiance. Mm -hmm. The first year that we were together, you know, I have a child. He has a child. He was a single father. I was a single mom. And I say that because money is tight yeah, as a single parent. Yeah. It's tight, but, um, he made it a point the first Valentine's day to get me something and to get my daughter something. Mm. And I was just blown away because at the time when I met him, I was still very guarded from my past relationship yeah. with my daughter's father. And You know, I was still very um, raw around the edges. And Mm -hmm. to be quite honest, I've never really been a big Valentine's Day person. I'm just going to put it out there. You should love someone, 365. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Show the love, 365. Um, But it was the first time ever that I had a man that not just thought about me, but thought about my child. You know, and made it a point, even though it was something that was so small and insignificant. My daughter still sleeps with that stuffed animal to this day. Yeah, it's very thoughtful. thoughtful. It was so thoughtful. It was so powerful of an action because like I said, I was still raw and rough around the edges from the previous fool. Mm -hmm. And um, he just showed me what a man was supposed to do, you know, and I thought it was really sweet because, it lit up her face and it made her happy, you know, and regardless of what he gave me, that was the real present, Mm -hmm. you know, was seeing her be so happy about it. So, you know, there's lots of reasons why I'm marrying this dude, but that's one, that's one thing I was always like, wow. Yeah. Shout out
0: to to the, shout out to the men such as your fiance and all the other men who have that consideration. If you, it's when you're in a situation dealing with a woman, it's not just her that you're dealing with. It's also her, exactly. it's her extended family. And good on him for having that thoughtful, yeah. Thought, yeah. think of it that thoughtful gift.
1: Yes. And it was, it was awesome. It was awesome. And yeah, the, you know, those men out there who are actually men, not little boys trying to be men.
0: Trying to leech uh, off of people and suck the right? soul out of them and not give anything in return. Nah,
1: and it, <laughs> honestly, because I've even said on this show before, you know, I've gone on dates where man's them is it's a twenty dollar, you know, <coughs> sous-chalet bill, and you and you 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 can't you can't see you want to half it. What? Oh, what? Like you you know what I am saying? Damn. And it wasn't even the price of the item; it was the fact that he thought ahead of the he thought ahead of the game. Yeah, And he, he could understand where I was coming from. But anywho, yes, so the call-out, that was a great call-out, you know. Uh, but we're going to keep it moving into the workout. Workout. Yes, this is where we work out our hearts and exercise our mental fitness and do deep-dive discussions on things that are impacting our culture or you know what, things that are that we need to start to discuss or talk about. And what we need to talk about today is something that happened over this past week or so. Now, Saucy Santana had an old tweet about Blue Ivy. Beautiful mm. little girl. Yeah, I know we're gonna talk about Beyonce again for this episode, but you know, this is why she's called Queen Bee. But <laughs> anywho, uh he made this nasty tweet talking and referencing about Blue Ivy's hair and not having it combed. And, you know, he he even went as far as to compare Blue Ivy with Northwest, which is Kanye and Kim Kardashian's Mm -hmm. daughter. And basically said that the mixed child was better looking or better maintained or had better hair Mm -hmm. than Blue Ivy and so just recently you know these old tweets uh, resurfaced and Saucy Santana had the nerve to double down on this nonsense Mm -hmm. and I understand you know you feel defensive but you're not realizing this is a child we're talking about here Saucy Santana this is a child so the streets are saying that he was supposed to have some sort of a collaboration with Beyonce. And then this came out, all this, it resurfaced. And Queen B, the reason why I feel she deserves that name is because she does not deal with this type of nonsense, but don't think she doesn't know about it. No, she she knows. knows all about it all. She's just not going to respond. So a side note to that, hold on to that thought. So today I was watching YouTube again and I was watching YouTube shorts and there was a woman, I forget her name, but she's, she works with finances. She was on Oprah. She's well known. I, I just forgot her name. It slipped me, but that's not important. It was a comment that she made and she said, there's a saying that I have. And that is a lion, sorry. An elephant does not hear when a dog barks. Right? And I was like, Bom, Bomb, Bomb! Mm-hmm. You're too spicy for me. I can't deal with it. Mm-hmm. But it's true. So Beyonce is the elephant. Mm-hmm. And Saucy Santana is barking. <laughs> That's it. He's <laughs> just barking. He's barking. You think she's going to turn wrong and, and deal with him? No. And this just might be a way where he is lost out on the elevation in his career of a lifetime. Yeah. Because he made some nasty ass tweets. So I want to go and, you know, on a deep dive about this. And I do want to take it from different angles and the first thing I do want to say is this. All children are off limits, point blank, period. I don't care who you are. I don't care what culture you're from. Children are off limits. You do not have the right to talk about this baby in this way. The, uh, the, when he made these tweets at the time, Blue Ivy was maybe three. She's, she's a baby. Yeah. Why? Why feel you, you can attack this child? Because of her hair. The sad part is he wasn't the only one. He's not. There was petitions that were 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 made to to have Blue Ivy's hair combed. There's lots of people that looked at it like, how is it Beyonce is in a thousand dollar weave and her daughter's hair is not combed? Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. She was a new mom, okay, and she's figuring out herself and and being a mother. And Why? also if you think
0: about a bunch of 3-year-olds like she just look like everybody else, every toddler just Thank because you. it's Beyonce but like at the end of the day no matter how nice you get your child's hair is done they don't they're, when they finish ramping and playing around they're going it's just going to be chaos, chaos. Tip, it's never going to be a 100% tip. neat. So I think it was weird that that was like a thing and if anything they're giving her like a regular to me, I'm happy that they let her naturally grow up and grow into herself. Like she's ten, and that recent photo that they had of her at with Jay Z so at the basketball pretty. game,
1: oh she's gonna.
0: She's already moving into that. Like she was never gonna be normal, being who she's, who her parents, exactly. consider who her parents are. So I'm glad that she was able to be as normal as long as possible to a certain extent. But the diva's coming out. Um think she's going to be bigger than beyonce um like like to think we're, we're we're already seeing the the makings of a, a new a new a new talent if you ask me
1: yeah um so and like let's not let's not trip on things here. Blue ivy is making a lot of money and she's ten. she could have done had tenfold what S- sassy Santana has mm-hmm. and she's only ten. Yeah. She like her parents have set her up. They've yeah, set her good. up for the future. So you might be doing business with that same little girl one day, okay, that you're making fun of. So mind what you say, you know. Um, that's another aspect I wanted to go on is that this man doubled down. He doubled down, boy. Like a damn fool. For real.
0: Yeah, he uh- yeah, did you have, like, yeah, I was going to read, like, what he was saying in response. So, yes, basically, people ahead. were calling for him ahead. to apologize, and um, he he came back on Twitter because he was going to, before he was going to perform in Houston, and obviously Houston is Beyonce's hometown, and he went on Twitter and he said, fake, woke-ass bitches, people don't care about old tweets, the internet has this weird thing with power. Thinking they have the power to cancel someone? Newsflash: You don't. Y'all be thinking you have someone by the balls about any about situations you don't give a damn about. Celebrities are humans, not robots, and that's for and they damn sure ain't perfect. I still talk about a bitch like a dog to this day. Not publicly because my opinion matters to a lot of people now. I be chilling. I don't even insert myself in shit that don't that doesn't involve me. Stop all the cap trying to ruin people's careers because you at home, miserable and broke. I was miserable, miserable and broke too, making childish, hateful tweets in 2014. I'm 28 years old now, a grown-ass adult. I, com- I have a completely different mindset on life from when I was 20. But y'all knew that. So, interpretation. I'll interpret all of that that rant. And essentially, what I got Random from it <laughs> essentially, yeah. what I got from it is that he's saying first of all, well, he didn't start with it, but he was twenty years old when he said that he was miserable and broke, okay, yeah, okay, I'll give you fine um, that's still not much that strong excuse A twenty year old talking about a three year old mm, still kind of weird, and as well as like the cancel culture, we were talking about cancel culture earlier with um lizzo so it's like uh that's the thing that's that's what that's a whole situation with this whole cancel thing especially when we go back to the tweets it's like i always try to think about myself and the way like i'm like a stubborn person right but then i also like i think about these people in the bag like you can't mess up the bag right so then there's that's where lizzo you see somebody like lizzo dummy (laughs) <laughs> but like he said but like Santana said people will always have something to date to say you can appal- I think for me the situation with this because we're dealing with a kid that's a topic here the kids you leave the kids alone and I think it's because it was a kid it didn't it wouldn't hurt to be like yeah that was messed up that I said that and of course like that was trash I was trash for that and I obviously didn't want to hurt you know whatever it was weird talk about like you could address that in his in his in his own language the way he speaks he could have dressed that up you know what i mean but he came back so ag aggressive and like just like you came back a little too aggressive it's one thing to say like i'm human and i was young and i was miserable but you could have still said yeah that was messed up that i said that that wouldn't take nothing off of your statement
1: not at all. And I think um, why I think it was stupid to double down yeah. is because if you honestly want to do music with Beyonce, now he we've can. seen when Beyonce jumps on a track, you better be prepared to propel forward because that's where your career will go. So the fact that you could possibly have an opportunity And still double down like a fool. No, he doesn't want to work. You're not about that bag. No, he's not. You're (laughs) not about that bag, bro. You're not about the bag. Okay. Because if you were, you know what? You could have just simply said that was then. This is now Yeah. blue Ivy. You're beautiful. That's it. Done. Done. Point blank period. Okay, you didn't have to if you, you know, feel so, so righteous where you don't have to apologize to nobody about nothing and that your comments are are cool and whatever, then that's some way that's a way that you could have done that. That was then. This is now. But Blue Ivy, you're beautiful. Yeah. You know, um, since this baby was born, people have gone in on this child. And I think that she is such a combination of the two of them. Yeah. but And that she is. So beautiful, she's a beautiful beautiful. little girl, and and And, and I'm sad she's here. What a black man is attacking her! Like it, look how young this child is, and this man, whether he's transsexual or whatever, is attacking this child. She's a child. What's gonna come of that for you? Nothing. So why do it? It's dumb. It's really dumb. But then again, you know what? Hey, double downing on it was even dumber. Yeah, he's he's
0: done. Like he's not gonna get. He's never gonna get. He's never gonna get get that feature. That is done.
1: Um, but another thing
0: that's weird about the whole this is old. Like we said, we know Beyonce, Blue Ivy is now is now nine is about ninety five percent Beyonce in the face, and I think a lot of people. And I think one of the reasons why people used to disgustingly just have so much commentary on how she looks outside of how her parents did her hair was the fact that she looked uh, like the cheek. She had those Beyonce cheek. uh, Sorry, those Jay-Z cheeks. And everybody. And I think. People aren't seeing it, but a lot of people thought that Jay Z wasn't that attractive. I mean, I had a friend who loved Jay Z; she thought he was hot, and I did not get it. He to me, he's not
1: ugly, but he's also not. He's not. He's like, not ugly, but you know what? He has swag for dates. Yeah, that exactly. man has swag. Exactly. He's cool. He's calm. You know, I could just see that if he walked into a room. He would command people's attention.
0: Exactly. And that's, I think, the appeal that he has to, to women. But a lot of people would be like, oh, like, Beyonce's with GZ, like, what the heck? And da-da-da. But that's, to me, a sign of just, like, old-school white supremacy where it's, like, yeah. that's, that self-hate that some Black people have against their own features. And they, they pretty much um, projected that into that little girl. Cause she was yeah. looking like yeah, um, she looked a little bit more half and half. She looked a little, you saw a yes. little bit more. But now that she's ten, uh, I, a lot, all she may have is the cheeks. But she's about ninety five percent Beyonce right now in the face.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's and she's growing very nicely into. You know, she looks a lot like her mother right now. Yes, like a lot. Yes, like when I saw her in that photo when they were at that basketball game, and her hair was curly. Uh, she she reminded me so much of Beyonce. She looks when like she was young, still exactly like, like young Beyonce. Child. Yeah, yeah, like Destiny's Child time, you know. Um, but what I wanted to say and uh, particular nuance I wanted to address is when you're saying like that white man thought and you compared her to a biracial child. Yeah. Oh yeah,
0: that was weird. Yeah, that was one of the tweets he had there. Was uh, I was
1: like. Am mm-hmm. I in a twilight zone here? Yeah, the tweet. This is a these... child that's black. She's a black child, and you're you're comparing her to a biracial child. Why uh, is the biracial child's features supposedly better? Right. Well, I, I this is what he's trying. This is what you're saying to the world when you make comments like this. You're putting Northwest on a on a, pla- uh, on a pedestal that you seem to think Blue Ivy can not attain.
0: It was so and, weird. Honestly, though, I'm glad those days are... It was weird the way they talked about Blue Ivy and that comparison with Northwest. It was just... I, that's when I knew Twitter was evil.
1: I'm like, Twitter, man. Twitter is a mess. They're putting these two little babies against each other. They, they they, barely even know who each other is. Like, you know... Um, But what I didn't like was that he very much made a reference to almost Northwest being more beautiful. No, he definitely did. And he did, had yeah. the nerve to take. In his, in his little stupid tweet, how many years ago, he said that Blue Ivy needs to have several seeds. Yes. Because, so in other words, in that whole commentary, the context that I took away from it, um, that I'm sure a lot of other people took away from it, was that Blue Ivy is better. Sorry, that Northwest is better and Blue Ivy isn't. And that she, based off of her looks, should have several seats. So she is nowhere near or will ever be near or can ever be in the same room as a Northwest. And I'm looking at, I'm thinking this Black man, like, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're perpetuating this then. Yep. And it's disgusting. Very sick. And as Black people, we got to do better than this crap. Hmm. What he said showed his ass. It showed his ignorance. It showed his lack of business sense. You're trying to come up as an artist. Right now, hush your mouth. Hush your mouth. When you look at certain people who have come up in the ranks, like let's take Cardi B, for instance. Mm -hmm. When she just popped off, she wasn't interested in making no diss tracks or saying things that were too left. You understand? Mm -hmm. She's always stayed true to who she was, Mm -hmm. but she wasn't ever focused on having, saying something like that that's so disparaging to her own kind. And yes, people will say, well, she's Hispanic or she, you know, has shes is it Colombian? No. Uh,
0: Puerto Rican? uh, Dominican.
1: Dominican. Well, if you look back in history, Dominican people have a lot of African roots. Oh, yeah. So we're not even going to go there. But she doesn't want to disparage her own kind. So she rode the wave, you know, and just kept doing more and getting better and being more involved in things and letting opportunities flow her way. But it's sad that this man thought that he could just disgrace a baby. And you want me to buy your music? Do you know how many beehives you want to buy your music? You do. These are the people who you want to buy your music. These are the people you want to ride with you. The beehive will come for you, and they did. Oh, damn! Sure, they did. <laughs> and they are, and they're still gonna come for you until you apologize to this child. And as far as I'm concerned, he does need to apologize to to, to Blue Ivy and to Beyonce, and hopefully, she, you know, will forgive you and move on. Um, you know. But this is just ridiculous, I think, personally. And leave kids out of this discussion. If you want to be, you know, ratchet and stuff, leave the babies out of it. Mm -hmm. She doesn't deserve that. Blue Ivy is going to read this one day. If she hasn't already. You know? She's going to hear about this. And people were making a big stink, too. Like, a big stink. We had a full petition about the baby's hair. Really, Black people? Yeah. Really? Really? We have a long way to go. Oh, my gosh. But with that being said, we do want to enter, uh, exit on a positive note. And that is, we have to have grace for each other. I understand that. But we do have to hold each other accountable. You know, and as Black people, I feel if we do that for each other, we have a better chance of doing better in the future. So, Saucy Santana. Use flat wrong. You dead wrong. You all the way wrong. <clears throat> Apologize to the baby. But on a better note, Blue Ivy, you're a beautiful little girl. You look so much like your mama. You really do. And I I I can't wait to see you grow up into a gorgeous, intelligent, and beautiful young lady. I can't wait because I know there's great things to come because your parents, they don't play. <laughs> OK, they're out here in these streets, making sure that you have a way so I can appreciate that. And with that said, we do hope that your hearts and minds were activated on this week's show. Whether you leave with your heart or your mind, stay passionate, stay thoughtful. We'll holla back. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.